All right, if you take God's precious word, turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6, and God willing, we'll be expounding verses 25 and 26 tonight. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 25 and 26. In the previous verses that we studied last Wednesday, Solomon was admonishing young people to listen to the godly counsel, the godly teaching of their parents. And we learned that the parents, of course, are therefore charged with teaching their children the Word of God, just as much as they are charged with obeying it, the children obeying it. And if they do, Solomon said last week, it will keep a young man from an evil woman who would attempt to lure him into a relationship of fornication. And now tonight, Solomon is going to enlarge on that topic of fornication again. And it's a topic that, for good reason, is addressed repeatedly in the book of Proverbs. The world is obsessed with sexuality. It's obsessed with uh, ungodly sexuality. It permeates our culture. It drives our young people. And it destroys our homes. A man I know last week was boasting about the kind of life he lived when he was young. He said, as a young man, he said, I chased women, money, and alcohol. But what stood out to me most was, he said, and I chased them in that order. He chased women more than anything else in life as a young man. And if a man chases women more than anything else in life, that means a woman can use her sexuality to manipulate a man. She can use him to get whatever she wants if she's clever enough and if he's foolish enough. And it happens all the time. Young men have a strong, natural, God-given desire for female companionship. They do. You take, a, you take the average man, you put him off by himself, and you take the average woman, you put her off by herself, that woman will get along better as far as loneliness goes than that man will. She's going to have to hire a man to come over and do some work around the house. But she'll get along better most of the time, than the average man will. And there's everything right, according to God's Word, about a man finding the woman that God has for him. There's everything right about a man enjoying a full, lifelong relationship with a woman. But there's everything wrong with a man chasing after women. A man needs to be chasing after God. And if a man's not chasing after God, he's not a man worth having, in my opinion. He's just not. If a man is chasing after God, then he's going to find the woman that God has for him. I promise you that. If a man is chasing after God, he will find the woman God has for him. If a woman is chasing after God, pursuing God's will in her life, she will find the man 
God has for her. But if a man's chasing after women, then he's going to find more than his share of trouble. Instead of having a woman helping him fulfill the will of God in his life, he will seek the pleasure of women who will end up only depreciating his life. And when a man is young, he has to make a decision about women. He has to decide if he is going to be the kind of man that wants a relationship with a woman that is based on genuine love, in which she is faithful to him and he is faithful to her, or if he's going to be the kind of man that uh, wants a relationship with several women that's absent of love, in which everyone is faithful to no one but themselves. That's really the choice every man has to make. There's no other choice a man can make. The question every young man should ask themselves is this. Do I want a woman who will use me and throw me away? Or do I want a woman who loves me, admires me, and will be my faithful best friend unto death? Whatever is said for men in this passage also applies to the women. Young ladies, do you want a man who will love you unto death, be willing to give his life for you, and be faithful to you and you alone? Or do you want a man who doesn't love you, sees you as an object, and tosses you away like a used McDonald's napkin when he's through with you? Or he'll be faithful to you, but another one will walk by, she'll turn his head. What do you want? Well, if you want the latter instead of the former, you better listen up uh, to what Solomon is telling us tonight. You better not be chasing the opposite sex. You better be chasing God. Solomon cautions the young man about a woman that's not seeking after God tonight. He says, look in verse 25, Lust not after her beauty in thine heart. Now there's nothing wrong with recognizing a woman's beauty. There's nothing wrong with recognizing that a particular man is handsome. Solomon is not warning us against noticing the beauty of a woman that does not belong to us. He is warning us about desiring the beauty of a woman that does not belong to us. He did not say, notice not. He said, lust not, which means desire not after her beauty. He said, lust not after her beauty. Where? Where at? In thine heart. You see what Solomon's doing here? He's giving us some insight. He's telling us what happens in the heart of a young man before he falls into sin. This is a precursor to fornication. It's a precursor to adultery. In other words, that man sees a pretty woman. Perhaps she pays a little attention to him. She's attractive to him. And he begins to desire her beauty. In his heart, he wants it. What does that mean? He begins to daydream about her. 
He doesn't just see her and think, well, she's a pretty woman, and then go on about his way. He sees her, he notices her, and he starts thinking about her, starts daydreaming about her, starts fantasizing about her. And the more he dwells on that woman, the more reasons within himself he can find to justify why he should have her. And ultimately, after justifying why he should have her, he determines to have her. And this decision to commit fornication will change his life, the life of his wife and his children, if he has them. It'll change the life of his loved ones forever. It is all based on her outward beauty to his eyes. It tells us a lot. It not only tells us what happens in a man before he falls into fornication, but it also tells us about the vulnerability of men. Solomon said, don't lust after her beauty. Here's a kingdom truth. A woman's appearance can cause a man's fall. A woman's appearance can cause a man's fall. Men are heavenly. I'm sorry, not heavenly. <laughs> Men are heavily. We are pretty heavenly sometimes, though, I tell you. But men are, are heavily um, influenced by a woman's appearance. They're very sight-oriented. Men are vulnerable to a woman's beauty. Women today love to show their bodies off as much as they can. Why? Well, they know men are vulnerable to it. They get attention. It's powerful for them, you see. And they, they flex that power. They flex that strength. But they love to show off what they have. They love to, to draw attention to their bodies. They like wearing clothes that accentuate and expose their body parts rather than cover them and keep them private. Knowing that men will lust after them. And if you tell them that they are causing men to lust, you know what some of those women will say? I know because I've had it said to me. Well, if a man lusts after me, then he has a problem, not me. But listen to what the scripture says tonight. Listen to what the creator of man says tonight. He is letting us know that men are vulnerable to a woman's physical beauty. Here's a kingdom truth. A man is vulnerable to a woman's beauty. A woman is vulnerable to a man's strength. And we'll repeat that again. This bears repeating. A man is vulnerable to a woman's beauty. A woman is vulnerable to a man's strength. A man can, and often does, use his force of his muscle, and he will force upon a woman his own will using his physical strength. He will take her. He will have her against her will using his physical strength. And we all look at that and we say, that terrible man. Let's 
Arrest them for sexual assault. Let's get them for rape. Let's put them uh, on, a, on a, a sex offender list. That terrible man overpowering that poor woman who's weaker than him. A man can and does force his will upon a woman using his physical strength. A woman can and often does force her will upon a man using her physical beauty. You listening? This is truth. A man should never use his strength against a woman. Would you agree with that? Anyone come and slap a woman in here? You're going to have a whole bunch of men jumping on them to get, her, get them off. A man should never use his physical strength against a woman. But in the same way, a woman should never use her beauty against a man. That's what we're saying here tonight. Recognizing that God has given men superior strength. I bought my wife a... A good old Smith & Wesson pistol and some pepper spray. That way she has a choice. And if she wants to shoot them and put a hole in them, she can then spray pepper in the hole she shot in them, just for good measure. When my daughter Grace was young and still living at home, I found out one day that she was going jogging alone in a semi-secluded area in a park. Well, guess what I did, Brother Shepherd? I said, you shouldn't do that. You're going to have your daddy on TV one day saying, please, wherever you are, just send our daughter home, you know. That never happens. They end up finding them later. They find their carcass later. Knowing that God has given men superior strength, you know what I did? I warned her against doing that. Using the strength of his muscles, a man could have taken her. But in the same way, using the beauty of her eyes, a woman can take a man. Look back in your text. Lust not after her beauty in your heart. Look here now. Neither let her take thee with her eyelids. Listen to the language of Scripture here. Neither let her take thee with her eyelids. You ever heard about a man taking a woman? <laughs> Look here, now you see a woman taking a man. Isn't that something? Think about what the scripture is teaching us here. A big, strong man can use his muscles, his fists, in his physical strength to take a woman. But that little woman can take that big, strong, muscled up man. And take him with her eyelids. She can do it. Good parents will raise a young man to never hurt a woman. And to always protect her. But good parents should also raise a young woman to never hurt a man. You know? And always to protect him. How we dress. How we behave sexually in our appearance and our actions should be governed by this principle. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Solomon is warning young men about their vulnerability. He's saying he's pointing out their weakness here and their weakness is in, in their eyes and her beauty and her eyelids. 
She looks and pays attention to him and uses her eyes to show acceptance and desire. And his heart flips and next thing you know, he's snared like a rabbit. Guard your heart in your eyes, young men. Verse 26. For by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. Think about that. With his physical strength, the average man can easily destroy the average woman. Brother Shepherd, you stop a lot of people. Do you ever stop a woman and think, Oh my goodness, I hope she doesn't try to go for my gun. I think she might be able to take me. That's never happened. You ever stop some men and thought, I hope I don't get tangled up and I really need to watch my... Same here. Same here. Never once worried about it. Because the average man, a woman has 40% of the upper body strength of an average man. 40%. At the same time, even though with his physical strength, the average man can easily destroy the average woman. At the same time, a whorish woman, one who flirts with her eyes and uses her body and her beauty to get her way and manipulate men, that woman can take the average strong man. She can take the average strong man, Solomon says, and reduce him to a piece of bread. Do you know what you do with bread, Abigail? You ought to know. You bake it enough. What do you do with bread? You eat it. You gobble it up. You consume it for your own good. That woman can smile, bat her eyes, talk sweet to him. And the next thing you know, she's leading him around by the nose. She takes a strong man and reduces him to a piece of bread that she can devour. I've seen women make otherwise strong men. I've seen them make those men weak and otherwise wise men act foolish or appear to be foolish. Every man has to make a decision in life about what he's going to put first, his flesh or his God. And if your mind is made up to please your God, then don't let a woman or anything else ever draw you from him. A whorish woman will devour you like bread. Look back in your text. And the adulteress will hunt. She'll hunt. So a whorish woman will devour you like bread. What does that mean? A whorish woman will use you. An adulterous woman will hunt you. She'll hunt you. Usually men hunt the whore, the prostitute. The adulteress here is hunting the man. Most of us have seen videos of wild animals such as bears and mountain lions encountering humans. We had uh, a man that lives down the road from my mom and dad saw a black panther and he posted a picture of it just down the road from my mom and dad. Tammy and I saw a big cat coming from my mom and dad's house a little while back. How many of y'all ever saw a big cat around here? We've got a few, several. And, and 
when this happens, when, when a human encounters a big cat or a bear or something like that, it, 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 that man took that photo from a distance. One down in Cayuga, he took that photo from a distance. We don't go up and say, hey, kitty, 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 kitty. We don't do that. We don't run up to those cats. We don't try to pet them. Why? Because we recognize that the lion is a predator. We don't run up to a wild grizzly bear and try to give it a hug. Because the bear is a predator. And Solomon is trying to give us a biblical perspective tonight. Let us see people as they are. See situations as they are. He's letting us know that an adulterous woman is nothing to play with. She's a predator. She hunts for your life. Like a furry bear. She may appear cute, lovable, cuddly, and friendly. Because bears do appear that way. They're awful cute. But she'll hunt you down and slay you like a wild animal. Solomon said... She hunts, look back in your text, for the precious life. Meaning she hunts for your life, which is very valuable. That's what the word precious means. It means, you know, like precious gold and precious jewels. It's very valuable, and she hunts for your life. And your life is so valuable, young man, Solomon is saying. Don't let her hunt you down. Don't let her eat you like bread. Don't let her slay you and destroy your life. If a woman is married or if a woman knows that you're married and she flirts with you or she gets too close to you, she's hunting for your life. She will destroy your life. She's out to destroy everything that's valuable to you. You know what would break my heart, I think, more than anything else? Is if I hurt that woman right over there. That would break my heart. But you know what? If I let a woman get too close to me, and I let her take me with her eyes, she's going to destroy my life by destroying hers. And by destroying hers, destroy her families. Destroy my family, who loves me. Destroy my children's uh, 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 trust in me. Destroy my church. Psalm is saying your life is precious, young man. Same thing to a woman. Your life is precious, young woman. Anyone trying to hurt your marriage does not love you. Anyone trying to get you to have sex outside of marriage does not love you. They are hunting for you. A predator can't hurt you from a distance. I got on an elevator the other day with a woman and I uh, backed up to the wall that was opposite of her. So she was on one side and I just backed up and leaned up against the wall on the other side. She's never been inappropriate, not one single time. But I know I can't get hurt if I don't get too close. Lions, bears, and adulterous women can be very beautiful. But they're wild animals, and we have to keep them all at a distance. But that will close tonight. Well, God's Word is good, isn't it? Man!
The Bible tells it like it is. I was studying in the book of Hosea today for not this coming Sunday, but the Sunday after. And I was sitting there reading and I thought, wow, God just tells it like it is. He does not mince words. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your precious word. I thank you, Father, for shooting straight with us, Lord, to use a man's terms. I thank you, Lord, for not being uh, coy or uh, beating around the bush, but coming out and, and, and giving us wisdom, life wisdom, and, and shining light on things as they really are. And God, I pray your truths will resonate for the rest of our lives and our hearts and help us to be able to pass those truths down to our children. And ask this in Jesus' precious name. Keep us from the predators. Keep our families safe. Our lives safe. Our hearts pure. Help us to not lust after the beauty of a strange man or woman. Help us, Lord, to seek you with our whole hearts. And let that be our desire. In Jesus' precious name, amen.